Blog Talk Radio. Albertsons and Tom Thumb Gas Rewards are now better than ever. Just shop at Albertsons and Tom Thumb to earn gas reward points. Redeem up to 20 cents off per gallon at participating Chevron or Texaco stations and up to $1 off at Tom Thumb stations. Sign up at albertsons.com forward slash rewards or tomthumb.com today. Already signed up? Sign into your Albertsons or Tom Thumb app. Maximum gas reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is 20 cents per gallon and $1 per gallon at Tom Thumb stations, up to 25 gallons. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details at albertsons.com forward slash rewards. Blog Talk Radio. You bet. 
Hello, greetings, shalom, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Five Smooth Stones, and hopefully you're doing wonderful this morning. Well, morning if you're on the uh, central time zone, but uh, I guess those of you on the East Coast, it would be good afternoon. So, again, welcome to another episode of Blog Talk Radio, again, with your host, Five Smooth Stones. I am Brother Seth. I am Brother Seth, and later on we will be joined, hopefully, by Sister Arlene and maybe, maybe one other person. We don't know yet, so we'll see. But uh, have another, uh, what's the word I want to look for? This show can be described in several things. It can be considered controversial. It can be uh, considered um my cell phone always beeps. I wish I understood everything about this phone. Anyway, um, it can be considered controversial. It can be considered formative. It can be considered spiritual. It can be considered enlightening. It can be considered arrogant. It can be considered uh, lots of things by lots of people. But I will promise you one thing. It will definitely be biblically based. That is the goal. Does the Bible defend what we're trying to say, or are we just somebody creating another platform to divide people? And I can assure you one thing, those of you that are new to listen to Blog Talk Radio, um, Five Smooth Songs, I can assure you one thing, one thing we don't do here at Five Smooth Stones, we do not divide and conquer. We're not interested in splitting up or dividing people based upon so-called skin color. All right? So today, today, we're going to be talking about some very exciting news to a lot of people. Those of us that have been honest with ourselves and have thought, uh, have had questions about race mixing and and even Bible leprosy in the Bible. We've seen white skin associated with a curse. We've wondered, but we didn't want to go in too far into it because, again, a lot of people feel like this is just something that just divides people, and it's to some of us negative, and we just got better things to do with our time. It's just that simple. So today, with the help of the Most High, on this wonderful Saturday, and I guess I should say Shabbat Shalom to all those Hebrew Israelites out there listening, rest of you don't know what we're talking about. We're just simply saying peace on the Sabbath or peace on Saturday. Shabbat Shalom. Saturday, peace. Okay? Um, so anyway, I just wanted to just, um, uh, and by the way, we have some neighbors moving, so hopefully y'all can't hear them. I think I'm in a safe place, but if you hear a little boom, bam, that's what's going on. But today the subject is called race mixing. Is race mixing biblical? Is there such thing as a race? As a matter of fact, let me go ahead and read the subject description, of the show's description for today. This is going to be a hot one. I feel it coming on. I can just tell it's going to be 
another hot um, conversation. I'm going to invite some people. Well, I've invited one person. If they show up, they might have different opinion other than me. It's always good to have people's opinion different than yours because oftentimes you can get truth by that. But uh, I know Arlene and I pretty much agree on, on the whole subject, but uh, sometimes it's good to have. And then there's you callers, there's you listeners. Uh, some of y'all may agree or disagree, and so hopefully you'll have the, you won't be um, shy and you'll um, join us and in conversation, okay? So let's see if, we, if the chat room here is going on. We've got to get that started here. So anyway, let's just read the show's description where everybody will be on the same accord as to what we're going to be discussing today. Today we're going to be talking, continue, we're going to continue to talk about Leviticus 13, so-called Bible leprosy, or I should say Bible leprosy, Okay. Not the so-called leprosy that you're thinking of in your head right now. If I ask you what is leprosy, whatever you're thinking that is, it's best you just put that over to the side for a second, at least for the next two hours, because what we're going to show you in the scriptures have absolutely nothing to do with what you're thinking in your head leprosy is. Absolutely nothing to do with what you're thinking leprosy is. We're going to show you that a type of leprosy is nothing more than white skin. Simple and plain. Better a, a current phrase or a current uh, description would be vitiligo. Or another phrase we use for this description is albinoism. But we're going to show you in the scriptures something called leprosy, where a person is born either with all white skin or they have they're losing pigmentation. What is this so-called pigmentation? It's called melanin. Melanin. Melanin is nothing more than brown earth. It's just that simple. Dr. Jewel Pukum has done a wonderful job via audio in showing us that the earth has all the all of the properties in melanin can be found in the earth. And when you lose pigmentation, you're losing earth. The Most High made his man from the dust of the earth. And so today we're going to be talking about that particular angle, uh, people made from the dust of the earth, and what happens when you lose that, and this whole myth about uh, so-called white people and the so-called black people, because it is a myth. We'll show you that. And so the question comes up, all right, well, what do you, how do you feel about white people then mingling with black people. And while I'm at it, just for clarification, well, I'll, I'll get into that a little later on. But uh, so a lot of you feel like, so how do you feel about race mixing or mixing of the races? Because uh, that's exactly what's going on in our society today, a whole lot of so-called white people mixing with so-called black people, dating, marrying, living together, going to church together, how do you feel about it? And if the Most High made us different colors, why in the world would we do something? If he made white people white, if he made black people black, he made the red man red. We sure are no technical red man, but, you know, they say Chinese or the Indians are so-called red. I mean, the Indians are so-called red men. 
Why would we destroy something he made and has a purpose for? Well, and I say today, we're going to, I promise you, at the end of this broadcast, you will have not, it'll be crystal clear. Y'all think I'm just talking here on the blog, but I promise you, we'll show with common sense, science, how I should say common sense and or science and or the Bible, we would rest, put a rest to this so-called myth of so-called white people, so-called black people. You will see once and for all that we're truly one family, truly one family, truly, 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 truly one family. And it does not matter. It does not matter, especially since Christ has come and shed his blood for us. It truly does not matter what we find ourselves looking like. The, big, the most important thing on our planet is that we love and uh, forget about color. Forget about how we come out after we get done mixing. Forget about that's not our business how we end up looking. Um, um, yeah. Um, so anyway, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. I'm going to ask everybody to please get your notepads out, Bibles, because we're going to um, do some digging today. And I'm going to ask everybody to be patient. I want you to know that first and foremost, we love everybody, and that's just not a just a you know a little. I don't know. That's that's truth. Is what I'm saying. That's just showing up truth from the heart. Uh, there's no way in the world I'll be getting up on a Saturday morning, late morning, and dividing people. I have a calling up on my life. One of them is which to deal with racism. One of them is wish to deal with racism. It is one of the strongest holes on our so-called country. Okay? It is a stronghold, and it's very seldom dealt with. Uh, and so uh, so I'm just, that's one of my callings, to deal with it, simple and plain. So you'll always hear Brother Seth talking about race, race relations, um, you often hear me talk about something called white supremacy, and all we're trying to do is get rid of this so-called racial myth as well as this notion of superiority based upon race. That is what we're trying to do, nothing else, okay? We're trying to unite people, not divide people. So just so you know one more time that on this show, we're strictly about bringing people together, all right? And the Bible says whatsoever that is not done out of love is a sin, and uh, we cannot afford to live our life and then die and realize we're on our way to the lake of fire because we didn't uh, show love to people. So I'm not about to, I haven't done it all my life, and I'm not about to start hating but I want y'all to hear something else. This song is going to also kind of pretty much talk about what uh, we're going to be talking about today. And uh, it's kind of comical. Uh, a lot of the young people is going to remember this. But even though it's a secular song, it does touch on one of the things you want to talk about, okay? So y'all like this, and then we'll get started. 
some of y'all get a kick out of hearing it all over again. Um, and those of you that heard that for the first time, I know y'all flipping out because I flipped out when I heard that for the first time. But uh, they're a popular song back in the day by Public Enemy that really talks about one of the things we're going to talk about today. We're going to go a few different angles. So this is going to be a very interesting show because we're actually going to mix in my white supremacist uh, teachings with leprosy. Okay, normally we just talk about leprosy, leprosy, skin, 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 how the different skins come into being. But we're going to mix that with uh, today uh, talking about, well, um, now that we have, um, now that we see that uh, white skin is, is a myth and we see that everybody pretty much started was made from the dust of the earth, and that uh, as mankind begin to live and and progress, they begin to sin. And when they sin, they lost the ability to uh, uh, maintain the Adam and Eve features. They begin to grow too tall, have trouble with their ankles and joints. They begin to be too short, have trouble with their ankles and joints. They begin to lose hair. They begin to not be able to produce children, some women. They begin to lose memory. They begin to do the body begins to do different things, and so did the planet. The planet began to produce uh, every once in a while uh, just different things. Uh, and now the thing is heat, excessive heat, and tornadoes, and all types of stuff that we experience on our planet as a result of sin. Well, even the animals started acting up. Insects, everything went out of its natural, uh, not completely but uh, started to begin to uh, act out of its, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, its natural state or normal state or godly state. How about that? God-given state. Hello-given state. All right, so what does all that mean? What does all that mean? Today, 2011, we find ourselves asking some questions we would have known and probably laughed at back in ancient times, and one of them is, is, Race mixing biblical is race race mixing biblical. Is it? Does it make sense? Is it? Is it something that <laughs> is it something that we should be concerned about? Many organizations all over the world is very concerned about it. A lot of bloodshed over this topic. Folks, listen to me. A lot of you think that in our world, racism has disappeared. It's no longer around. We're all free. We're all in love. We're all getting along. But that, my friend, is far, 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 far from the truth, okay? There is a whole lot of people that are very concerned about the survival of so-called white-skinned people, all right? There's a lot of people concerned and very much aware of the threat to what we call white genetic survival. Okay, Dr. Francis, while well, I'm back up a bit, because I want to talk about some books on this. Um, if you will, those of you that have just, you know, that, that don't know, your first time visit to uh, Five Smooth Songs, uh, again, we're at www.blogtalkradio.com, Five Smooth Stone, that's five underscore smooth underscore stones, okay? Five underscore smooth underscore songs after you type the uh, blogtalkradio.com. Anyway, because some of you are just listening, you tap a phone and you, you're not on the website. Uh, but once you get there, right below the uh, profile picture, there is a link to my library. 
this is one day it's going to come in handy in no other time because um, we're going to heavily reference a book by Dr. Francis Cress Wilson called the ISIS paper. We're going to be talking about that today. And I know some of my Hebrew brothers and sisters are probably thinking, you know, is this is this going to be edifying? Is this, I mean, not edifying. Is this going to be something I want to do on my Sabbath? You should, because we're going to definitely get into the scriptures and get the heart of the Most High on this, okay? So we are not going to deviate from scriptures. We're not going to deviate from scriptures. We're not going to deviate from scriptures. So I can assure you that you will spend your Shabbat or your Sabbath today uh, doing just what the Most High have commanded those of you who observe the Sabbath on today. Again, Shabbat Shalom to those of you. Now, in the meantime, we got some people that are listening for the first time and saying, what's going on? What is this show about? So let's go ahead and read the show's description. Let's read the show's description. Very important that we all be on one accord and know exactly what are we trying to accomplish today. First of all, before I say anything, well, let me let the show description do it. Show description. It says, subject, is race mixing biblical? biblical? If we simply forget about racism and bigotry and love each other as a colorblind society, there is just one little problem. Because of the black gene being dominant, we will annihilate white skin from the planet. If the Most High made all of us, and that's something like that, that's the word pausing again. There is just one little problem. Because of the black gene being dominant, we would annihilate white skin from the planet, meaning once we mix black and white, the baby doesn't come out, so to speak, white. Very strong black features. And if, that's, if, that's, if it's not black enough, and once it mixes again, for sure it's going to be even more black. So the mixing, constantly mixing of people is, you know, once we forget about color uh, and we just begin to start love each other and just simply just respect each other's mind and not so much how they look, all of this mixing is going to mean a darker uh, planet, okay? And it would mean the annihilation of white people eventually. It's just that simple because black is the dominant gene. All non-white people have genes stronger than so-called white-skinned people. Let's see how this ties into the Bible and what it has to do with you. Let's keep reading. If the Most High made all of us different colors for race distinction, why should we erase something he made? In other words, if the Most High made us white, black, you know, yellow, if the Most High made us all of these different colors, why would we mix races if it's something he did? We're going to talk about that, okay? We're going to get into that. <laughs> if he made it, why would we destroy it? And let's keep reading the, the description of the show. Is there such thing as race based on color? Let's go there first. Is there such thing even as race based on color? All right? And... Are we supposed to mix races if we are destroying the Bible's plan for the different so-called races? Okay, so, and I go on to say we will continue to discuss leprosy 
but with race mixing in mind. Again, those of you here that haven't been listening, you done popped in here for the first time, and you're saying, what is leprosy? What is leprosy? We are about to get heavily into Leviticus 13, and we're going to show you how a form of leprosy, not all forms of leprosy, but a form of leprosy is nothing more than white skin. A form of leprosy is nothing more than vitiligo and uh, albinoism, okay? Uh, uh, just one second. Hold it up like a Um, so anyway, anyway, everybody, so we're going to talk about leprosy in an angle that you've never heard. Whatever you think in your mind right now that has to do with leprosy, I'm sure that would be the most boring thing you could ever want to talk about on a Saturday. But I promise you, what you have in your mind that is leprosy have absolutely, positively nothing to do with our conversation today and have absolutely, positively nothing to do with the Bible I'm going to show you in the Bible where it literally describes what we know today to be white skin as a form, a form of leprosy. There's about five different forms, but a form of leprosy is nothing more than white skin. Okay, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to get into that, and then we're going to talk about race mixing. Is it of the most high? Okay, I promise you all, it's a little rocky now, but once we get into this, you're going to be amazed. I know I was, and I know anybody that have listened to this entire episode, this entire, uh, this this information that the most I've given me years ago, and it's not just me. This, uh, this is out there. There's millions of people that know this, okay? But there's more that don't, more that don't, okay? And so a lot of us believe that, uh, we're just brown, and we have no idea why we're the colors we are. But when you study the colors, you'll learn a lot about not just yourself, but about the most high, his purpose, his design for us as a people, as a, as a human race. That's the only thing we talk about. That's the only thing we acknowledge is the human race. And we're divided. Yes, there is a division upon the earth. The Most High did divide people. The Father did divide people. Yes, there was division. Israel was supposed to not do this with this particular person, not do that with that particular person. But it had absolutely positively nothing to do with what color they were. It was because of how righteous they were. There was the Jebusites, the Amorites, the Philistines, the Israelites, all these different ites. That is the only distinction or time where the Most High acknowledged when the net, when the different people was divided at the Tower of Babel because, Babel because they couldn't understand each other's language. Yes, that was the creation of what we know today as races, but they call it nations. So nationality, nationality, nation, nation, nationalities we accept. It's biblical. It'll hold water. But this thing based upon white skin, oh, my goodness, it's one of the biggest lies pulled off on humanity. And we will show that very shortly. We will show how that we're made from the dust of the earth. I'm talking about humans right now. We were made from the dust of the earth. Just look outside your windows, I say every week. 
Look outside your window, and what do you see? You see two dominant colors, green and brown, green and brown. The Most High made his man from the brown that you see. Now, a lot of the brown you see is scorched by the sun. So if you just go down the ground, no more than probably a feet, it gets darker and darker. And the richest soil is going to be the darker soil. Why wouldn't the Most High make his man out of what is richer? So we believe that man was made from the dust of the earth, and we have proof that all people come from so-called dark-skinned people. All people come from so-called dark-skinned people. So is that something for dark-skinned people to kind of stick their chest in the air and be all proud and puffy and say, look at me, you know, everything's so with the black man, black power, yo, yo, yo. I mean, even though I'm I'm definitely believing in, in uh, not black power all day long, for sure, because many, many so-called blacks could use some power. So I'm definitely for black power, for real. I'm not being facetious. I'm serious. I'm definitely for black power. I'm for the empowerment of all people, though, okay? But what I'm saying is it's not a time for us to feel, because we can't control what color we are no more than white people can control what color they are. So, again, we're going to get here in race mixing in a second, but i got to lay this foundation, and then we're going to get into something very controversial. Because we're talking about race, race mixing. People, you know, uh, get very offended because many, many people have done just that so-called mix, what we call today racist. But is there such thing as a race based on color? We're going to talk about that. How can you race mix if there's no such thing as a race based on color? Can you do something that don't exist? I mean, can you mix something that the Most High don't even acknowledge and call it something? And if the Most, if the most High doesn't even acknowledge race based upon color, how can you call a black person, a white person coming together mixing races? It just don't make sense. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. I'm going to ask you all patience today because normally I don't mix these topics. Normally I'm talking about skin, biology, leprosy, how that all people come from, you know, and then that's one topic, and then another topic is white supremacy and, uh, you know, race mixing and the social aspect that, you know, these are two different two different animals. But today we're mixing them because I do feel like they're very related, okay? Um, so I want to just, again, and remind everybody to go to, uh, the, uh, on the on at our front page, that's blogtalkradio.com slash five underscore smooth underscore stones. There is a photo, a profile picture of me. Well, not of me, but of of the Abraham Isaac and Jacob, of the little icon I have. Under that is a link. Click on that link and and and, uh, and uh, just click the different categories. And when it comes to genetics, you should run into a book called. The Itis paper by Frances Cress Wilson. And uh, one of the things she talked about is what the song just said, Public Enemy, Fear of a Black Planet. We just played that. She, her argument is one of the reasons so, a black people suffer. This is her talking, okay? She believes that there is a white genetic survival, that there are millions of uh, white organizations, militant organizations that are very much concerned about race mixing because they know this is the number one threat to their existence as a people, as a nation, as a race. And she believes in her ISIS paper, 
and not she's not alone. She's not the only one that believed this. She's just the only one that wrote a book about it. Uh, actually, there's other actually there's more books about that too. But she's just one of the mo- most popular ones, Dr. Frances Cress Wilson. And a lot of movies have used her information. A lot of Frances Cress Wilson is a household name in a lot of black houses. Okay, Francis, Dr. Frances Cress Wilson. Anyway, the ISIS papers submit that there is the the whole reason for our oppression as so-called black people is white people is trying to survive. And if they figure, if they can lie about who we are as a people, if they can lie about our existence, our beginning, if they can lie and make and make us out to be monsters, make us out to be monsters, constantly say uh, lies about us, it will scare their people away from us, and that way white will marry white and black will marry black, and white people can survive like that. Now, she also submits that if they told the truth about who the black man is and who the black woman is and how we, how the planet initially was people of, 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 of earth tone, then their wives, their daughters, their, their, their females of that particular so-called race will find so-called black men and black women desirable. And once they found desirable, they would marry, interbreed, and if that happened, that would be the annihilation of the white race. So this is why you have organizations like WAR, WAR, okay, White Aryan Resistance, WAR, White Aryan Resistance. This is why you have the Ku Klux Klan, and there's many militia groups. I mean, we can't even name them all. There's so many, so many white supremacist organizations, and every single one of them got one thing in common. I know because I was a member I know because I was a member. You say, aren't you a black man? Absolutely. What do you mean you was a member? Well, I incognito, under the cover, went and joined WAR, White Aryan Resistance. I know people flip out on it every time I tell them, but it's the truth. I wanted to know truth. I, I back in the day, wanted to know this information so bad that I knew that if I became a member, I would get information that I could not get otherwise, and I did. So I became a member, started getting information. Even got an invitation uh, to meet some other brothers. Of course, I declined. (laughs) But I joined this group because I wanted to understand, again, the mindset. So I promise you, folks, and my wife is my witness, that I did indeed join and was a member for a while. Okay, They still may have me a member. But I uh, did get lots of information, and uh, one of the things that Frances Cress Wilson hit right on the head is she's very right. They talk about it all the time. This is why they like Louis Farrakhan, because Farrakhan believes in divide and separatism. They love separatist people because it helps them survive as a race as long as other races are not mixing with them. They feel like they will live forever. But when you start talking about mixing, they hate race mixing. They hate diversity. The Klan and all these white supremacist organizations hate diversity because diversity means their kids are going to fall in love with other kids and they're, they're going to no longer have that white uh, white child. And that's what it's all about, simply plain. So that song about uh, public image is very relevant, okay? Now, I know we're talking a little secular right now, but trust me, folks, we're going to get into the scriptures very heavy here in a second, okay? And by the way, 
our archives have went into leprosy in a way I guarantee y'all you've never heard. You've never heard. So those of you that are new to this show, and you keep hearing me say the word leprosy, and you don't know because we ain't got the scriptures yet. You don't know what exactly it means. Again, you'd be better off by taking the definition inside of your mind right now that you think is leprosy and simply throwing it out, and simply throwing it out, because what we're talking about is a completely world different from than what you're thinking, okay? Again, a form of leprosy, there's like five forms, a form of leprosy is vitiligo and albinoism, to be born with white skin, and um, that's an albino, or to have, or to lose your pigmentation slowly. The Bible addresses both of these, both of these, and you'll see here in a second that it truly is talking about albinoism as well as losing pigmentation slowly. One thing I'll say getting into that, uh, uh, one thing real quick, sometimes people need to see truth right away as they get antsy and they just don't see the value. So here's something to give you a little tease, and then I'm going to back up and and start the normal way. But if you look at verse 13, it's talking about this thing called leprosy. And it does say that, and I read, it says, then the priest shall consider, and behold, if the leprosy, whatever you think leprosy is, let's go ahead and put what you think it is inside of this verse. Just to prove a point, then we'll back up and start, Okay. Then the priest shall consider, I'm reading from Leviticus 13 and 13. Then the priest shall consider, and behold, if the leprosy, according to what you're thinking, listener, have covered all his flesh, you're probably thinking of sores and pus and blood and fingers um, falling off or twisted up. If the leprosy have covered all his flesh, all his flesh. He shall pronounce him clean. He shall pronounce him clean that had the plague. It is all turned white. He is clean. Clean means nothing more than acceptable. Have nothing to do with dish water and soap and all that. We'll talk about that a little later on. But you'll see that clean has absolutely nothing to do with soap water. It just means accepted. So the priest pronounced this person clean who is covered. And in verse uh, 12, it talks about it spreading. It's spreading. It starts to spread. So this starts to spread. It starts getting white skin, starts to spread, starts to spread. Once it's spread over the entire body, this person is then clean. So if it was sores, how much sense would it be? This is why I brought this up. How much sense would it be, listener? That when sores cover your entire body from head to toe, wherever the priest looketh, how much sense would it make that the Most High say, once you're covered in sores, sores is everywhere, all over your body, then you're clean? That is foolishness. Leprosy is nothing more than white skin. Okay? Nothing more than white skin. Okay, so again, we're going to talk about race mixing and leprosy combined. But let's go ahead and start to define what we think white skin is. 
Let's go ahead and welcome Mama B. I always call her out because she's our most faithful follower. So not disrespecting anybody else. Shalom, Shabbat Shalom to everybody. Our greetings to everyone. But uh, just had to say hello to Mama B. I can't type in the chat room because I'm, I'm limited here, but I just wanted to say that. But uh, anyway, um, so what we're going to do, we're going to first talk about what is white skin. What is briefly black skin? And now that we understand what they are, what's with this race mixing? So we'll probably talk about mostly the day race mixing. And we're going to put a rest to it once and for all. You probably say, well, that's, just, that's a pretty big conversation to be talking about you're going to put to rest. I think we will put it to rest because if we can take the, 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 the burn out of the fire, it's just the light. <laughs> You can take the burn out of fire, then it's just nothing more than a light. So, again, let's go ahead and look at what exactly is white skin. And while I'm at it, uh, let me just go ahead and give you the definition, and then we're going to find it in scriptures. In a nutshell, white skin is nothing more than a plague. It is not a disease. Talking about albinoism and vitiligo. To not have pigmentation is a plague. Under the Bible days, it was something major. After Christ had come, died, rose, left, 2011, it has absolutely, it doesn't mean anything as far as accepting, being accepted to the Father, having a relationship with the Most High. It is null and void. The scripture says, there's either Greek, Jew nor Greek, male nor female. Okay, these things have no bearing in as far as how we approach the Most High. But back in the Bible days, under that Levitical law, you could not have blemishes. You was bawling of the head. You couldn't be a priest. Certain things you couldn't do with a blemish. Priests had to be flawless. It was important in the Old Testament. Don't ask me why. I don't know, but it was. Okay? Any blemishes, you couldn't be a part of the Israelite family. Couldn't be involved in certain things. Okay? So, so again, we're going to lay the foundation of what is white skin in the first place. What is black skin in the first place? Then we'll better be able to understand whether or not we should mix this so-called white skin and black skin. Because if we can show you that it's, there's no such thing, it don't exist, we can show you that it's not in the Bible, <laughs> we can show you that it's a man-made concept, and if we can show you that we're truly all one family, one people, even doctors say if you need a lung or a kidney, that a white person lung may be better suited for a so-called black person than another black person. How about that? How about that? Superficial, folks. Superficial. This is just all man-made. It's so-called white man, black man. Man-made. Man-made. We truly are one family. Let's look at uh, another scripture real quickly before we get into race mixing, and that is Exodus 4 and 6. Exodus 4 and 6. Those of you that listen every week, 
Please be patient. We're going to do this real quick. We're going to lay down the foundation we lay every single week because there's a lot of new people listening. We've got to be considered sure. of those people. We just can't say, well, let's just move on. They should, they should listen last week. Again, those of you that are new to this, please, please click on the archives and listen to Leprosy. I promise you it is soaked in love and respect for all people. And we use the scripture. I'm going to get. I go into way more scripture than I'm going to go into today, okay? But I got to deal with race mixing today, so we won't go into that many scriptures today. But I'm going to show the main scriptures we use, all right? And that the Most High have declared to be true. All right, let's look at what exactly is this so-called thing. Exodus four and six, and the Lord said, furthermore unto him, talking about Moses, put now thine hand into thy bosom. And he put his hand into his bosom, and when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous as snow. Behold, his hand was leprous as snow. Why? does it use the word snow if leprosy is sores and uh, all of these things we've heard over the years that leprosy is. We've heard ugly words like scabs and pus and, and fingers being twisted. and That's what we said leprosy was, but it says here, and Moses became leprous as snow. All it was saying, folks, is Moses' hand became white. If I put white as snow, it would make sense to you. Leopards and white is the exact same thing. For those of you who think that the Most High just said that, but he really didn't mean that, he just, it don't mean it quite like that. Okay, let's look at something else. Let's look at Numbers 12 and 10. Numbers, book of Numbers. 12 and 10. Again, what is leprosy? We land the foundation of the origin of white skin. The origin of white skin. We're going to talk a little about the origin of black skin. What exactly is black skin? Now now that we know what it is, we can talk about so-called things racist, so-called the black race, white race. Is there even a such thing? We're going to talk about that. Then we can talk about race mixing for the majority of the program, okay? Quickly. Numbers 12 and 10. Numbers 12 and 10. All right? And it reads, um, Moses had a sister named Miriam. She had a trouble with Moses and some of the things he did. And so she spoke out against, the Mo- spoke out against Moses, and she was cursed with this thing we call leprosy, whatever it is. Whatever it is, she was cursed with it. So let's listen and see what happened. Let's move up. Let's look at verse 10. And the cloud departed from the tabernacle, and behold, Miriam, who was Moses' sister. Hopefully I got the name right earlier. Miriam is Moses' sister. Okay, became leprous, white as snow. And she and her brother Aaron, well, it was really mainly Miriam was speaking out against Moses marrying an Ethiopian woman. Doesn't mean Moses was white. 
Moses was of one tribe, a dark-skinned man. Ethiopian was of another tribe, a dark-skinned woman, and he sought to marry her, and Miriam had trouble with this union. Trouble with this union, okay? This is not about Moses being white and, and the black and the, and the Ethiopian mixed race mixing like that. No, no, no. That's not the angle I'm coming from. Both of these people were just dark. We'll talk about race mixing later. Right now I'm dealing with why this woman turned leprous, okay? All right, again. And the cloud departed from the tabernacle, and behold, Miriam became leprous, white as snow. Became leprous, white as snow. Why does it say it like that again? That's the second verse we read where it says somebody was became leprous as snow. Again, Exodus 4 and 6, we read Moses' hand became leprous as snow. Now we read about Miriam, somebody that's entirely different, Moses' sister. She come against him for marrying Ethiopian. Okay, again, tribe, two different tribes that wasn't supposed to make. Both of them was dark skin, again. And we talked about that on previous episodes. Again, please listen to the archives, leprosy in the archives. We really get into this. Okay? And so, uh, and, and we had a few people that have joined us, so let me just say this real quick. Because uh, we can't go backwards. Uh, y'all just have to just listen to the archive, this show archive. But we're laying the foundation. What is white skin? What is black skin? Then what is so-called race? Race? And then what about race mixing, which is we plan on doing most of the show. All right. So in verse number 10, again, And the cloud departed from off the tabernacle, and behold, Miriam became leprous as snow. And Aaron, her brother, looked upon Miriam, and and Aaron looked upon Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. She was leprous. She was leprous. Okay, verse number eleven. And Aaron said unto Moses, "This is his brother. Alas, my lord, I beseech thee, lay not the sin upon us, wherein we have done foolishly." Verse twelve. He's about to describe what he is looking at. He's about to describe what he is looking at. So those who just say, well, Brother Seth, I don't know about this. Moses, I mean, um, Aaron is about to describe what happened to his sister. All right? Listen. Listen. Throw out of your head what you think is leprosy because you've been lied to. Here we go. Verse 12. Let her not be as one dead of whom the flesh is past consumed when he cometh out of his mother's womb. One more time. Let it not be as one dead of whom flesh is past consumed when he cometh from his mother's womb. Aaron is literally talking about a baby. That's who comes from his mother's womb. And they're dead. A, dead, a stillborn baby is what he's talking about. And like I've said every single week, I talk about this, I always share this every week, that uh, I was teaching this one time in Columbus, Ohio, and I was interrupted by a nurse that said to me, uh, because when I minister on this, I always allow the audience to stop me at any point if they have questions. And so she interrupted me and said that she was a nurse and that she delivered babies, and she said, I see exactly what you're saying. She said, every stillborn baby does not have pigmentation. You can just see right through their skin. When it say have consumed, 
it's not meaning half ate up or half chewed up like you think of the word consumed. Half consumed means half filled in. Half consumed means half filled in. I mean, babies ain't born, again, all ate up and chewed up. That's not what this is saying. One more time, let's read it. Let her not be as one dead, that's stillborn, of whom flesh is half consumed when he cometh out from his mother's womb. A stillborn baby. And I did, I, was, I took it a step further, went on Google, and y'all, please don't do this now because I want you to undivided attention, but just write this down, take notes, do this later. But if you do a search, an image search, now you can search the web, don't search the web, search image. Click on image when you go to Google and Yahoo and type in the word stillborn. One thing you'll find out that all those photos have in common, you have a have a strong stomach for this, but one thing you'll learn is all of those babies got one thing in common. They all have no pigmentation. That's all this means, but we're going to show you even clearer, okay? That right there is pretty darn clear to me. Half consumed. Let her not be as warm dead, a stillborn baby. Why would he use stillborn babies if, if, if most of them come out a certain way? Why would he use that? I mean, my say, there's still some people about saying, no, oh, he's talking about baby come out. Babies don't come out like that. That's not what humans produce. We don't produce children all chewed up and ate up. We just mean, half consumed just means half filled out, half colored. That's a better word, half colored, half colored. Okay? All right, before I begin reading this, I always want to give this list of scriptures out, but here is everybody. I think I got everybody that had leprosy in the Bible. I think I got them all on one list here, so I want to give these out and then start reading some of these, okay? I like to give the scriptures out first because some people may have to go, and then we'll try to read as many of these as possible. But remember, today is not about... Today is about, we're talking about race mixing, okay? So we're just going to hit this quickly, and very shortly we're going to switch gears here. But King Uzziah had leprosy. He uh, can be found in Second Kings 26 and 21. King Uzziah had leprosy. He can be found in Second Chronicles 26 and 21. King Azariah had leprosy. He can be found in Second Kings 15 and 5. He can be found in Second Kings 15 and 5. Uh, Naaman, which we're about to read that in a little bit, Second Kings 5, the most infamous story of leprosy, the most infamous and clear story that has to do with today's date, 2011. It's actually found in Second Kings 5. We're going to read that in a little bit. There was a guy called Simon the leper, Simon the leper. He can be found in Matthew 26 and 6, 26 and 6. He was considered, he was called Simon the leper even after Christ healed him. Why would you continue to call somebody Simon the leper? I know why, because he can he stay white. Christ didn't go around turning white people dark. That's not what it was. But there was a certain, we'll talk about that a little later as to why he was considered that, call that. Okay, 10 lepers in Luke 17, Luke 17, 11 through 19. Luke 17, verses 11 through 19. 10 lepers in that story, okay? Uh, there was the leper, the... Uh, Matthew 8 and 2, uh, near Com- Cap- uh, Capernaum. Check him out, uh, Matthew 8 and 2. I'm giving you these scriptures so you can go and read up on these different people and their stories and how what happened centered around this so-called leprosy. There was four leprosies, 
lepers at the gate. Four lepers at the gate. Again, under Bible, in biblical times, leprosy was nothing more than albinoism and zeligo. Simple and plain. That's all it was. These people that had that the sun was the enemy, they couldn't look at the sun because they they lacking pigment in the eyes. They did have, uh, of course, the more melanin you get, the darker the eyes. The more melanin you get, the darker the hair. The more melanin you get, the darker the sun. The extreme opposite of melanin is vitiligo. On the other extreme is melanin, dark-skinned people, very dark-skinned people. Again, one extreme is albinoism. Other extreme is a dark-skinned person that looks like dark dirt, okay? To be on the, on the far extreme where you have no pigmentation was a plague in biblical times. Most white people that we know today have mixed so much with black people they would be considered clean. But what you got to understand, folks, is even as they were clean, like this so-called Simon the leper, Matthew 26 and 26, he still was white. He still was white. So he still was considered a leper, a leper. It was just that it was clean because they were so, you know, again, our people, white today would be considered uh, cleansed because they're mixed. Now, folks, as we read this, y'all going to understand this. I'm warning you, please be patient. Please be patient. One of those things, you got to keep reading the scriptures. Some of y'all see it right now. I know when I saw one verse, it did it for me, but some people, they need to hold study. So let's, let's go into it, and then we've got to get into race mixing, how it's the most I feel about that, okay? So, again, uh, it's going to get clearer and clearer as we go, all right? So 2 Kings 7 and 3 was the last scripture I want to give you. There were four lepers at the gate, four albinos at a gate, okay? And they couldn't mix with other people. They were to declare themselves unclean. They're clean and unclean, clean and unclean. Unclean means your state is not acceptable, unclean. There's, they have nothing to do with soap and water. Clean is acceptable. Unclean means unacceptable. That's all it means in the Bible. As you remember, a lot of you remember back in the Israel times when a person saw a dead person. If you even saw a dead person, the Bible says you was unclean until the evening time. You couldn't be a part of no priestly nothing. You couldn't be a part of the temple or none of that because you was unclean. Unclean means unacceptable. you got to just bear with and trust me on that. Unclean means unacceptable. Clean and acceptable. All right? So, these four lepers at the gate in 1773 was just simply unacceptable because it was albino. All right, so let's go ahead and slowly read a little bit. Uh, read, well, actually, let's read one more story, then we're going to go over to uh, Leviticus 13. I'm watching the clock because I promise you that most of this is going to be about. Uh, uh, Race mixing. So I gotta watch the clock. So I think what I'm gonna do with Second Kings five, I'm gonna tell you the story and then read key scriptures and we're gonna quickly jump into Leviticus and then I mean real short version of Leviticus and then we're gonna uh, talk about this race mixing, okay? Alright. Now you guys understand Second Kings five is talking about a gentleman by the name of Naaman, Naaman, Naaman. Naaman was a gentleman that was a leper. He was a leper. What does that mean? He was an albino. Or he had a spot on him 
that was considered leprosy, a white spot. Don't think of sores, pus, none of that. I'm just talking about a white spot. You're gonna, we're going to find out later on that things like uh, when you saw the word scab or raw flesh in Leviticus 13, which we'll talk about that in a second, white skin that came out of that was the leprosy, not the sores itself, but white skin that came out of that. And white skin that didn't come out of that, that just appeared, was also leprosy. So it was the white skin that was the leprosy, not any type of rising, a scalp, but the white skin that comes out of that. And even today when you have a sore on your, on your arm or whatever, you, after that sore begins to kind of go away, you see the little whiteness of the area around it. Same thing, folks. This ain't a rocket science. This is very, very real, very in your face. When you have sores and it's healing, the whiteness around the sore is what is what they what we call in leprosy. Let me ex- explain a little bit deeper what this looks like. Inside of your mouth, under your eyelid, inside of your body, when there when you like you would get operated on, minus the blood, take all the blood out of the picture. That color of your gut, so to speak, is Leprous. That's all it means. That's all Aaron was saying about his sister. Let her not be as one who's dead, whose flesh is half consumed. That flesh that you're looking at inside your body is half consumed or half colored because it have no melanin. It's under the melanin. Under the melanin is half consumed flesh or half colored in flesh or half darkened flesh. That's what he meant by half consumed, folks, I'm telling you. Okay? So let's go on and let's talk about this Naaman guy. So Naaman has this, whatever it is, he had it, and uh, he had a servant. His servant said, you know what, I know a prophet that can set you free from this. I know a prophet that can heal you from this. So what would happen uh, if he's going to get healed? We'll go into that later, but mainly what I want to talk about with, with this story is the fact that whatever Naaman has, He's cursed with it forever, okay? He's cursed with it forever. He is told to go dip in the river Jordan, and when he dips in the river Jordan, he gets healed. And then the prophet that actually healed him had a servant named Gehazi. Gehazi followed Naaman after Naaman got healed from leprosy, this whiteness, this albinoism, or this vitiligo. He got healed of this Gehazi, excuse me, followed Naaman and tried to get gifts from him and did get gifts from him. Prophet found out he did that and cursed Gehazi with the same leprosy that Naaman had. I'm going to repeat that. The prophet cursed Gehazi with the same leprosy that Naaman had. And this is what it says in verse, uh, and Arlene has joined me. So Arlene, you want to go ahead and read Second uh, Kings five and twenty-seven. Second Kings five and twenty-seven. This is what the prophet told Gehazi after he got back uh, from um, uh, taking things from taking things from Naaman for his healing, which he was wasn't supposed to, because the prophet told him there was no charge for him getting healed. Uh, actually, let me just use the, the correct word, because when we talk about leprosy, it's not healed. 
Naaman and get healed. Naaman got cleansed. Lepers are not healed. Lepers are cleansed. Christ said, go and cleanse the lepers. Back in the day, there was a need to cleanse lepers or to get, make them acceptable. Christ said, go and make these lepers acceptable in our society. It wasn't healing them like the blind or the lepers were just cleansed. That's why Simon the leper continued to be called Simon the leper because he was not healed. He was cleansed. Lepers just needed to be cleansed. They were in a position where they were unacceptable in society and they needed to be acceptable in society. And Christ said, there's a way you can do that. He sent his disciples out and say, cleanse the lepers. So let's look at what happened here. Let's go right ahead and look at uh, verse 27. Go right ahead. The leprosy therefore of Naaman shall cleave unto thee and unto thy seed forever. And he went out from his presence a leper as white as snow. One more time. The leprosy therefore of Naaman shall cleave unto thee and unto thy seed forever. And he went out from his presence a leper as white as snow. Okay. Naaman had leprosy. He got cleansed. He did not get healed. He got cleansed, which means, and we'll read a little bit, but when you have this white skin, it all has to be one tone. It all has to be one tone. Wheresoever the priest look it, we will read that in a second. But the biggest reason why we're reading this first and not Leviticus 13 is I want you to see that whatever this thing is, some of y'all still don't quite agree with me that it, it is white skin. Whatever it is, Gehazi's seed has been cursed with it forever. And if somebody thought having babies back in Gehazi time, and it's 2011 today, how many would there be? Millions. 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 If not, well, yeah, millions. One more time, Arlene. The leprosy, therefore, of Naaman shall cleave unto thee and unto thy seed forever. And he went out from his presence, the leper, as white as snow. Leprosy, we've already laid this down. Those of you just tuning in, I see some people just popping in. We've laid it down. You've got to look to the archives. We can't go back into it. But basically, we've read, we've already read and established that leprosy is nothing more than white skin. Albinoism. Albinos and vitiligo is what the scripture is talking about in Leviticus 13. Let's go ahead and go to Leviticus 13, Arlene, if you don't mind. Okay, we're going to lay a quick foundation. We're going to talk about race mixing, race mixing. We're going to first talk about what is white skin, and then uh, what is black skin quickly, and then we're going to, uh, and time is pushing, so I've got to go a little fast. All right, let's go ahead and start reading Leviticus 13, please. Verse 1. Start at verse 1. And again, I hate to keep saying this, but we, we're laying a foundation and I'm only keep repeating this because we keep getting people coming in on the on call line and, and, and so forth. Uh, we're first defining what is white skin. Then for about maybe three minutes we're going to talk about what black skin is because most of us already know what that is. And then we're going to deal with this whole thing of or what is a race. And then we're going to deal with race mixing, interracial marriages, interracial dating. What does the most have to say about it? Leviticus 13 and 1. 
And the Most High spake unto Moses and Aaron, saying, When a man shall have in the skin of his flesh a rising, a scab, or a bright spot, and it be in the skin of his flesh like the plague of leprosy, then he shall be brought unto Aaron the priest, or unto one of his sons the priest. And the priest shall look on the plague in the skin of the flesh, and when the hair in the plague is turned white, and the plague in sight be deeper than the skin of his flesh, it is a plague of leprosy. And the priest shall look on him and pronounce him unclean. If the bright spot be white in the skin of his flesh, and in sight be not deeper than the skin, and the hair thereof be not turned white, then the priest shall shut up him that hath the plague seven days. The priest shall look on him the seventh day. And behold, if the plague in his sight be at a stay, and the plague spread not in the skin, then the priest shall shut him up seven days more. And the priest shall look on him again the seventh day. And behold, if the plague be somewhat dark, and the plague spread not in the skin, the priest shall pronounce him clean. It is but a scab, and he shall wash his clothes and be clean. But if the scab spread much abroad in the skin, after that he hath been seen of the priest for his cleansing, he shall be seen of the priest again. And if the priest see that, behold, the scab spreadeth in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a leprosy. When the plague of leprosy is in a man, then he shall be brought unto the priest. And the priest shall see him, and behold, if the rising be white in the skin, and if it have turned the hair white, and there be quick raw flesh in the rising. You hear the word quick raw flesh. Quick raw flesh. It's nothing more than what you see, like I said, when you look in your mouth. The reddish whiteness of our bodies when it has no pigmentation. That's all it's talking about. Okay? Whenever a person had this, be it no matter how much of it you had, when you can see through the skin, that was that meant that you was unclean. Now when it was all white, all one tone. No breaking of that whiteness, it was clean or acceptable. Again, it's, it's almost like the Most High said, is saying, you have got to be covered from head to toe, either with white skin or dark skin. You cannot have this reddish whiteness, this breaking where you can see through it. Look at the palm of your hands right now. That's kind of, that's what we're talking about. The palm of your hands is not covered. Look at your, um, look at your, uh, like I said, the inside of your mouth or the inside of, uh, uh, under your eyelids. This is the color of raw flesh. I, I hate to trip people out, but, but the, a, a good way to explain this is look at a chicken before you cook it. That is the color of raw flesh, simple and plain. And, folks, this is not just something human beings do. The plant loses pigmentation. All animals, anything living, eventually loses its pigmentation and becomes this, this look. It is nothing more than a plague that has hit our planet since sin has came. Where did Naaman get his name, uh, leprosy from? He either got it from, the, from sin that's in the environment. Some people just get this out of nowhere. And then other people get it from because they uh, was cursed with it. Back in the biblical times, the prophets was a lot more powerful than our prophets today. They actually believed that you can do these things, and they was cursing people white. 
I know that's hard to believe, but so is some of the miracles in the Bible. Do you believe the Bible or not? The Bible says all things are possible to him that believes. So anyway, uh, let's move right along. But you notice uh, that that's what raw flesh means. Go ahead, Arlene. I just want to interject. When the plague of leprosy is in a man, then he shall be brought into the priest, and the priest shall see him, and behold, if the rising be white in the skin, and it have turned the hair white, and there be quick raw flesh in the rising, it hold is... Hold on. Hold on. I want, I want everybody to understand that. Now, notice how it says, okay, okay. Notice how it talks about the white skin centered around the rising, around scab, around hot burning, as we'll read later. It's white skin that comes out of these conditions. That's leprosy, not the scab itself, not the rising itself. That's very important because this is what preachers teach today, a lot of them. They preach that the sores or the raw flesh itself is leprosy. That's not true. This is talking about white skin that comes out of it. Even you listen to me right now, when you have a sore, and that, I don't care how dark you are, how light you are, when you have a sore and it's ending, it's scab is, you know, even if you pull off the scab, you peel off the scab, that color up under the scab, that's what we're talking about today. That raw flesh look or the little whiteness that surrounds the sore, that whiteness, that's what we're talking about, not the sore. The sore is not the leprosy, but the preachers teach that the sore or the rising is the leprosy. That is not true, okay? And then there's other white flesh that comes, white spots, or a person born completely white and don't have nothing to do with no scab or no rising. It's just simply white skin that appears, albinoism, or like with vitiligo, these white spots. Don't have nothing to do with swords. That's what we're addressing, the whiteness of that skin. This, my friend, is Bible leprosy. So then is an albino a cleansed leper? Albino would be a cleansed leper so long as the quick raw flesh don't appear or the reddish white. The Bible literally uses the term reddish white if we keep reading. But we're going to have to end this here shortly because we want to talk about race mixing. But only go right ahead and get down to like verse 13. When the plague of leprosy is in a man, then he shall be brought into the priest. And the priest shall see him, and behold, if the rising be white in the skin, and it hath turned the hair white, and there be quick raw flesh in the rising, it is an old leprosy in the skin of his flesh. And the priest shall pronounce him unclean, and shall not shut him up, for he is unclean. And if the leprosy break out abroad in the skin... And the leprosy cover all of the skin of him that hath the plague, from his head even to his foot, wheresoever the priest looketh, then the priest shall consider, and behold, if the leprosy have covered all his skin, all his flesh, he shall pronounce him clean that hath the plague. It is all turned white. He is clean. All this is saying is when an vitiligo, with the person with vitiligo, when that, when they, you know how they begin to lose pigmentation, and eventually their whole body is. 
Once their body is completely white from their head to their toe, and there is no quick raw flesh or this reddish whiteness, they're considered clean. They're acceptable, totally acceptable. Okay? If they have just a spot and that spot don't spread, if they're a dark-skinned person and they have a spot on them, the priest is going to examine it because it's a white spot. Whiteness alarms all priests. Telling y'all we've been brainwashed. It's the complete opposite of the way we look at things today. Folks, this is nothing more than how white skin come into being. Albinos mixing. This is a person completely white mixing with other albinos. Look at the video that's in the description. Those of you listening today, listen to the video. The video is going to take this message and go further, go into depth. Inside of the show's description is a link to a video. Click on that video. They're going to show you exactly what we're talking about. Do not forget that. Click on the link inside of the description and listen to those people. They're going to go to India, and they're going to show you Basically, they're going to pretty much say that white people in India, when, when Indians turn white, you can't really tell the difference between them and white people because people always have said for years and years and years to me, Seth, I hear what you're saying. It makes a lot of sense, but albinos have pros, and that's why we don't think they're white people. But what happened when a person in India has an albino? You won't know the difference. Look at the pictures on my description of that one gentleman that has albino. I mean, that's an albino. He looks just like a white person. He's probably saying, why is that white guy there? That white guy's there because he's not white. He's from India. You can't tell the difference. I've been saying that for years, and that's one of the reasons I went to India, because I wanted to see albinoism, and I did. Most high is good. I actually did see. So uh, I want everybody to just look at the description a page, and you'll see the different pictures, and you'll see a lady standing, and she's not a white lady. Everybody thinks she's white. She's not a white lady. She's an Indian. She has that hair with the moisture, the more moist. You know, Europeans have more white moisture hair like the Ethiopians. Ethiopians had it first. It's not white to have wavy hair. It's not white to have type of white people hair. That's Ethiopian. That's how it started. So anyway, folks, that is how white skin come about. Albinos mixing with albinos. They left the, they left Africa, went into the caves of Europe, started went to the Caucasus Mountains, where we get the word Caucasian from. Went into Europe and began to uh, uh, mix in those caves. And when I, I don't believe that white people come from some other planet, all these weird theories. Again, if you need a heart, a white person's heart is sometimes better than a black person's heart. So I don't believe in that theory. I think everybody comes from the same people. The albinos was mistreated just like they are being right now in Tanzania as we speak. They're being murdered right now in Tanzania as we speak. It's a big, big issue about that. So people begin to start going north, a better climate for them. And as albinos mix with albinos, according to Dr. Chet at the University of Cincinnati, told me that when albinos mix with each other, they can no longer produce pigmentation. Now, somebody said, well, how come white people can't produce albinos? Why we can produce albinos? Because they have more melanin than albinos have. And wherever there's melanin, wherever there's melanin, every so often it can produce this state of none, no, al- no melanin. 
White people have a little bit of melanin. That's why they can produce an albino every once in a while because they have that melanin. But black folks produce thousand times more albinos than white people do because white people just have a little bit of melanin. That's where they get their color from. That's why they have the red heads and they're not white like albinos. That's why they have the darker peoples, pupils, okay? White people are black people. I've said this before. We all are white, so to speak. It's just that we have pigmentation covering over us. We have the pigmentation and what comes with melanin, all the properties that come with melanin, all the wonders that come with melanin. And we have these extra things that the Most have given us that he has put in melanin. So we're all white plus. Well, let me say it again. Black people are white plus. White people are just white minus the properties of melanin and the different assets that comes with the melanin. But we're one human family, one human family. So race based upon color is foolishness. It's foolishness, no such thing. We're all one people. The most high acknowledged nations, 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 nationalities, not race based on color. Do you have a comment on that or question? Okay, now let's talk about race mixing real quick. Race mixing. And the reason why I know I've kept the last 30 minutes because it's a done deal. As you see, if we truly are one people, it's a done deal. It's not much to talk about. If there's no such thing as a white race, no such thing as a black race. There was just one people made from the dust of the earth. We have different levels of pigmentation. We all have got what white people got. Everybody on the planet got white people got, or so-called white people. It's just some people have more melanin. The pineal gland, there, there, there's more, there's more, um, I didn't mean to say pineal gland. They have more, uh, I was thinking of the pineal gland, but I didn't mean to say it then. That's a whole other Bible study. <laughs> but we have the properties that come with melanin. So let's talk about this thing, uh, uh, interracial marriage, Arlene. Now, white people, like I said, if we forgot color and forgot about so-called black and white, if we begin to mix, white people have got to understand this, you are annihilating your entire race, which is nothing to save because it don't even exist. This is a lie, okay? It's a lie. It's a lie. And, and, and why I'm on, on it, I just thought of something to say. Some people say, well, you know, I don't believe in race mixing. You know, I don't care what you say. I just don't believe that we're supposed to marry a white people. But, but what do you have to do when, we, when the white people come from us? I mean, really, what are you going to say? Uh, if What are you going to say if we produce blonde hair and blue eyes? Those are our babies. This is our people, blonde hair, blue eyes. And if some of our babies mix with some of our other babies, blonde hair, blue eyes, and they happen to get together, these two albinos, those are our people. Their babies are going to have blonde hair and blue eyes. Some of y'all brothers and sisters are light-skinned and their hair is blonde. Some of y'all got blue eyes. I mean, do you really want to go there? And every African country has these babies popping out with blonde hair and blue eyes. Do you really want to say that there's something strange? 
I've been listening to different blogs on Blog Talk Radio, and some of y'all got some really weird concepts as to how white people came into being. And folks, we the same people. No matter what evil white people have done, I can show you black folks that took it to a whole other level. Evil would start the first earth that the Most High destroyed was dark-skinned people. He just got tired of them and just drowned them all. Those were dark-skinned people. So there is no such thing as a white race. It's just a whole water. And white people, let me say this, in order for, if love and forgetting about color and forgetting about uh, this whole white-black thing, if, if love, if we can just love each other, forget about the bigotry and the hatred is what I'm trying to say, we annihilate white skin. White people have always exist, the, the spirit. But the skin is what's in jeopardy. Okay? The skin is what's in jeopardy. The skin is what's going to be annihilated. So there's no such thing as interracial marriages. It's impossible. I mean, some of y'all really can't tell the difference between a white person and a light-skinned black person anyway. I mean, how do you really know if, if a white person with blonde hair and blue eyes born from a black person, albino that come, and let's forget about Africa because all Africa albinos have this fro-looking hair. Look at the description on the show, the show's description, and look at that lady in that blue outfit that looks like a white lady. That's every nation, every dark-skinned nation, uh, every part of India. I meant to say India. I'm talking about India because India, they have the kind of hair, the, I call it the Ethiopian hair, Ethiopians, all things come from Africa. All hairs come from Africa. Wavy hair, straight hair. That was thousands of years of people had that before Europe even became a nation. Quit saying people hair like white people. That's not some white people own. Black people have always had that. We're the same people now. Even I, even I'm still learning how to say this because I keep I've been brainwashed to make us sound like we're different. We're the same people, folks. People talk about European and how wicked they are. Have you read about some of the things that so-called dark-skinned people have done? The powers, the, a lot of magical powers that they have. True spiritualists are dark-skinned people. People with gifts of this, 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 that will just floor you, that can see, talk to the dead. Do y'all remember the story in the Bible where, where, where Saul went to the, the, to the medium, to this woman that had the ability to talk to Samuel who had died, and Samuel said to Saul when, when, when this woman called Saul from the dead, called Samuel, excuse me, from the dead, Samuel had died. Saul went to this medium because he wanted to talk to Samuel, who had died. These were dark-skinned people. White people can't touch. 
Now listen to me. Listen to me very close now. Listen to me very close. Bible says in Deuteronomy 28 that Israel is supposed to go through certain things forever, right? White people are just the last people to, to oppress Israel. The Babylonians, those were dark-skinned people, they had a lot of the traits of the so-called white people. White people is nothing more than dark-skinned people with no pigmentation. Like I said in my uh, uh, um, Bible, in the description, that this Bible is full of dark-skinned people that have lost their pigmentation. Now, I believe that the last people that rule over us, that Joel, I think it is Joel 3, it talks about a people that's going to rule. There's never been a people like them before uh, and never going to be a people like them afterwards. And I'm going to turn that real quick. Joel 2, Arlene left the room, so I'm having to, we got a lot of stuff going on here, and so she couldn't do it all, and I'm trying to. So anyway, Joel 2, it's Joel 2 or 3, where it talks about a people before them, it's like the Garden of Eden, and after them, after they leave, it's like a wilderness and says there's never been a people like them before, never will there ever be a people. It's just saying they're going to basically be unified. But guess what? That same type of oppression or people oppressing Israel happened before. Remember Moses said, everything y'all go through, you're going to repeat forever. You repeat forever. What I'm trying to say, wicked men first was dark-skinned people. That's all I'm trying to lay out here. So interracial marriage, more on that. So when a so-called white girl meet a so-called black guy or a so-called black woman meet a so-called white man, what exactly is going on? I mean, for real, for real. Okay, whites. We say they're European. They come from Europe. Where were they? Where did they come? Where did they come? Where were they? Where did they come from prior to that? Y'all know your history. Who are those people in Europe? And I know sometimes we present white people as though they're Superman, but white people did not do to us what was done to so-called black people. They didn't do that to us. Without the help of the Most High. The Most High said that our families will be, all the things we have went through, the Most High have already prophesied, and we covered that on on uh, tomorrow, on Sundays at 3.30 Central Standard Time. We talk about how we know the true Israel is black and what they're supposed to have went through. But the Most High have already said, you go through this, you're going to go through that, you're going to go through this, you're going to suffer here, you're going to suffer there. Everything he pronounced on us thousands of years before Israel became a nation, we went through. Can we really say that these people in Europe is to blame for that when he already said before they was even formed as a nation that we would go through these things? So who is this so-called white girl that is trying to, to talk to our so-called black sons? And who is this so-called white man that's trying to talk to our black girls? Or if I'm a white person, I would say, who is this black boy trying to talk to my white daughter? Or who is this, you know, y'all understand where I'm going with that. Truth of the matter is the Most High does not acknowledge their skin color as a race. We've got to get past that. I don't know how y'all going to word it, what you're going to call them, but you cannot call them a white man because there's no such thing as a white person you can't find in the Bible. Why would you, calling yourself a believer or a follower of the Most High, say something that's not in the Bible? Why do you use terms that's not in the Bible?
Now, the thing I will say, there is because of lies, lies, there is a certain kind of behavior of the European, so-called European. There is a certain kind of lies that have been taught to him as a child. You're superior. You're superior to this black person. You're better than these black persons. Well, what are you going to do, listener, when you run into that white person that wasn't raised like that? What you going to do? What you going to do when you run into a white person that's been taught to fear the most high and to love everybody? They're going to mess up your whole theory. Some of y'all out here, I'll listen to you listen to y'all's blogs. Y'all got these white people painted as though they're just Satan. I will agree that a lot of them are raised like Satan. You tell your child from birth that they're better, they're going to look so much like a devil, then you can you can produce people like Elijah Muhammad that say they're devils. But the truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is, <laughs> Ephesians 6 says, we wrestle not against people, but against spiritual wickedness. High places. Y'all hear me? We wrestle not against flesh and blood, is the way it quotes it, but against spiritual wickedness in high places. White people, only thing the Bible has to say against people marrying the wrong person, it says, do not be unequally yoked. A believer marrying a non believer. That is the only time the Most High put his, uh, comes out on this subject. Do not be unequally yoked. Now, that's in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, he was against Israel marrying people from another ethnos or another um, nation. I can't even use the word ethno. That's that's a, that's not it's a tricky word too. Ethnic, ethno, all that's man-made. Let's stick with the scriptures. We'll be all right. I hear your mama be any color can be satanic. Fluent. She right. That's in the young lady in our chat room. But anyway, most I said that Israel was not supposed to marry. Heathen nations. Why? They was heathen. They didn't have a, a, a Elohim or they didn't have a God. Some white people that fear the Most High, it's better off for your black son or better off for your black daughter than some of our so-called black people who still believe in their niggas and thugs and Now, some of y'all, you heard my wife. She happens to be black, but I'm just saying I totally 100% support righteous marrying righteous. I do not support black people marrying white people if they are ungodly. Do not be unequally yoked. I have to stick with the scriptures. I have to just say what the most I say. I'm not perfect, but I have got to line my life up with this word because We've all been poisoned with this racism and we can't trust our thinking. We've all been poisoned with this racism and we can't trust our thinking. 
We've all been pausing with this racism, and we can't trust our thinking. We're very racist in a lot of ways we look at things. We're still saying our people and white people, our people and white people. I mean, it's okay to say our people because Israel was different. Those of us that believe we're Israelites, and I mean, that's a whole other teaching. We'll get into that on um, on uh, tomorrow, okay? But uh, it's okay to say our people, you know, but the truth of the matter is we're all part of the same human family, okay? And so, again, again, I'm a latest to rest. I know a lot of y'all don't like the way this sounds because you want to demonize white people. You want to have somebody to be the boogeyman so we can have somebody to hate and somebody to talk about. But slavery and all the things, the ills of slavery, all of that, I would say most of that comes from the most high. Now, white people, our white brothers and sisters are going to suffer. In this, well, let's just say America is going to suffer. It's America is cursed because she went too far with her persecuting of Israel, true Israelites. I know some of y'all are like, what is he talking about, true Israelite being black? What? You're going to have to listen on Sundays when we go into this deep. I promise you, you will never, ever, ever call the people in the land of Israel a Jew again when you hear the true scriptures as to what real Israel will go through. Yes, I believe so-called African Americans are the true Jews and true Israelites of the Bible. Yes, I believe it. Moses said in Deuteronomy 28, last verse, they'll be put in ships. That's one verse I'm going to talk about. I can name five of them. I'm just going to use that one. He said Israel will be put in ships and sold as slaves. Who went through that? Did the Israel, did the so-called Jews go through that? Absolutely not. The only thing they got that they talk about, much love and respect to them now, is this Holocaust. And the Holocaust is not Bible. But back to uh, Holocaust is nowhere in the Bible. Nowhere in the Bible. As a matter of fact, listener, nothing that the so-called Jewish people go through or have went through as a nation, not individually, but as a nation, can you find in the Bible. I challenge you. Call me. Call me right now. I'll put you on the phone and let you have, you, you can have the last words on this show. Please call me. Show me. Show us what have the people went through in Israel. Okay. Nobody's on the line right now other than the people listening. So nobody has hit one on their phone. Hit one and let me know. Any of y'all that's... Anyway, let's move on. Interracial marriages. Interracial marriages. So what do y'all say about it? Let me hear you people in the chat room. What do you say about it? I mean, i like to know. Don't be afraid. If you disagree with me, let me know. How can you not believe? How can you not endorse interracial marriage when there's no such thing as interracial marriage? There's no race based upon color. And you can say this, that a black person, so-called African-American, who we believe is Israel, is of one nation, and white people that come from Europe are entirely different place, they are another nation. But that's going to be a little weak because, you know, there's only 70 nations. And when these seven nations was formed, <laughs> Israel wasn't a nation yet. I mean, Europe wasn't a nation yet. There was no white people. <laughs> so how are you going to be really marrying another race? 
They're not even considered one of the old ancient 70 nations that the most I acknowledge. This is it's, it's, it's a little complicated, ain't it? I mean, honest and truly, there is no such thing as a white girl or a white guy. We built this whole illusionary lifestyle. These people call themselves white. They feel like they're better. They certain things. White people they have their own culture. It, this is how ludicrous this is. It's almost like all the bald head men. Go and make sure they find children or find all the bald-head men start trying to mix with women who have hair deficiency to try to create a bald-head race. This is very realistic. You could actually do this. You actually could pull this off. Are all the giants, everybody seven feet only date women that are tall, and then all of a sudden, they got this land full of people, seven-foot nation. You can actually do this. Don't tell me you can't do it because people are already doing stuff like this. You can now pick the type of features you want your baby to have. Come on now. Come on. Flow with me here. Somebody go and start a nation of bald-head men. Then all of a sudden they say bald-head people do this better. But women, women prefer bald-head men. Oh, you know, all of a sudden, you don't how superior they are. Then when the people that, that has hair move into one neighborhood, all the ball, they want to stick together and move outside, outside the suburbs. You can do that with any type of feature that, that, that humans have. Brown hair people can, well, that would be a little complicated, but you could pull it off. That's what has been done with white skin. That has been what's done with white skin. What are you going to do with the white people that's born in Uganda? That was a blonde hair, blue-eyed baby born right today in Uganda probably. They said one out of every 17,000 births is an albino. What, do you ship them off to Europe? Let's not use Africa because y'all always say, oh, they got the fro, they don't look white. Okay, somebody that was born in India today. Blonde hair, blue eyes, and they got the hair of a white person. You're not going to tell them the difference. Like you, when you look at that picture, on my show page, you cannot tell that woman is a white woman. I could, or you cannot tell she's Indian. I could stick her in Europe, and you, and you would not know the difference. So what do we do with white people that are born, born blonde hair and blue eyes in India? I'm talking to you all in the chat room. What do we do? What do we do? Are they really white? When I get through, if you listen to what I'm saying and listen to what the scripture has to say, you really, you really should have lots of doubt. There is no such thing as a white race. There are just some people that took a feature, and it was the most high's doing. It was his doing. He said, I'm going to provoke you to jealousy by those that are not people. The Most High is the one that formed the people in Israel. He allowed those albinos to come there. He knew exactly what he was doing. He's forming a race that will be his belt. This is their moment. This is their day. The day of the Gentiles. But their end is at hand. But they're nothing more than our people. I want you all to do something for me that's going to make this more real. This is the last. I kind of kept this for last. Actually, I guess two more, one more thing, too. I want you to think about a white person you know, okay? 
Next time you go to the mall, I used to do this. Y'all can do this. This is going to be fun. Next time you go to the mall, you see a white person barking them up, darking their face up. You'll be surprised to know how many friends you know if they, if white people that you see in the mall just had dark skin, they will look just like those friends. We think there's this big difference. There's not. If we can just darken their skin. We think white people have these unique lips and they're European lips. No, white, there is no such thing as European lips. Those lips in the African Indian been there thousands of years before European became a nation. Ethiopians, like I said, they have the nose of white people. Are you going on? White people, so-called white people, nothing they have can you say is ancient to them, including their own white skin. Black folks have been doing that for thousands of years. Black people have that nose for thousands of years prior to Europe. Black people have the same lips they have thousands of years. They the lips look like there's no lips. Please, that's not European. That's African. No lips is African. Big lips is African. Wavy hair is African. Straight hair is African. No butt is African. Big butt. I saw a tribe. I was on this research. You know, I've told you I've traveled. I ain't been everywhere, but I've been to 24 countries. And I was on this research. And this is what had to do with travel. This is actually, I did this. You can do this on your own research. I began to start looking at the different tribes in Africa. Folks, we don't know nothing about Africa. It's like, just forget it. You know nothing about Africa. I don't care if you've been studying for the last 30 years. You are amateur. You, that place is the most mysterious, mysterious place on the planet. There are Africans that have.